In this week's market update, markets are digesting rescue measures aimed at calming banking nerves after the collapse of SVB. Investors begin the week digesting the news of the collapse of SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, and the possible knock-on effects to markets. A bank run at SVB was enough to push markets around the world substantially lower on Friday. SVB lost $9.6 billion from its market value over the course of last week as depositors rushed to pull their money out. Regulators eventually stepped in to close the bank and place it in receivership. Now the attention is on the rescue measures put in place by US regulators and their counterparts elsewhere, including in the UK, where SVB had established a separately registered division. US authorities announced over the weekend that SVB clients will have access to all their money starting Monday. A sale of the British arm has been announced this morning with HSBC rescuing SVB UK from insolvency and protecting depositors' money. Markets appear calmer on Monday, but investors should expect more volatility as the story plays out. Confidence is high, however, that the risk of contagion to more mainstream banks is low. News of a bank run and regulators stepping in to bail out depositors brings back unwelcome memories of 2008, of course, and the banking crisis. But with a little understanding of the wider context at SVB, it's clear that this situation is very different. The particular nature of SVB's client base is key to this story. As the name suggests, SVB, or Silicon Valley Bank, specialised in servicing the tech industry, both the businesses and the founders of those businesses. SVB clients were typically very rich, they were very small in number, and they were very online. Three things that may have contributed to the downfall of the bank. SVB grew significantly in the period following the pandemic in line with the wider tech sector. For a while, SVB was able to attract large amounts of deposits while paying very low rates of interest. As is common in banking, SVB bought government bonds to provide an income to balance the interest it was paying. The bonds it bought in great volume were long-dated bonds, those most exposed to any rise in interest rates. Fast forward to the start of 2022 and interest rates began to rise very quickly in response to rising inflation. SVB's client base with typically very large sums deposited at the bank were particularly sensitive to rate movements and SVB was forced to raise the interest it paid to account holders to prevent them moving their money elsewhere. Meanwhile, the value of those long-dated bonds on its balance sheet began to fall as rates rose. It made the bank particularly vulnerable to depositors withdrawing their money because it meant they had to sell the bonds and crystallise a heavy loss. Here too, SVB was at risk. The fact that it had a relatively small number of clients with very large sums deposited meant that it didn't take many of them deciding to leave before the bank had a big problem. The environment for tech has become much more challenging and firms have been drawing down on their deposits to fund expansion. The squeeze eventually led SVB to announce a stock offering last week in an attempt to shore up its balance sheet, a move that spooked both investors and clients. And this is where the very online nature of SVB clients came to bear. If tales from social media are to be believed, hundreds of tech founders were fretting about the future of SVB in giant WhatsApp groups. Once the call to withdraw cash went up, it quickly became a stampede. It's too early to say that the same economic effects can't also hurt other banks, but the consensus appears to be that SVB was particularly exposed to them. The guarantee of depositors' cash, no small measure, 
shows that regulators are taking the risk of stress in other banks seriously and stand ready to do what it takes to head off another round of trouble. A rerun of 2008, therefore, is not yet on the cards. That's it for this week. Have a great week. Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.